What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? Hello. Good morning. Good good Wednesday morning to you. Good. I this I mean this week in particular has been very disorienting. Mm. Every day I've been thinking, what even day is it? You know, very for sure. How did we get here? I'm like, is but, it Christmas yet? Well, I'm, I'm in very like, like I'm. I'm in Christmas mode. I'm in holiday, birthday. Holiday break. Birthday mode! <laughs> You're in birth... I, I'm born... What do you have big birthday plans? I'm going ice skating. Oh, that's so cute. Where? Mm-hmm. In Prospect Park? No, there's a new rink below the Brooklyn Bridge in Dumbo that, like... Below the Brooklyn Bridge in Dumbo. Like, it, yeah. part, of, part of the whole, Makes like, sense. new Brooklyn Bridge Park. Uh-huh. That sounds great. On the, on the, on the, what they call that? The sh- I want to call it the shore, but that's not right. <laughs> on the water. On, on the waterfront. Thank you. On the river. Um, <laughs> and Have you so been there? That, no. Okay. Okay. But someone I know has, and they said it was fun. Yeah. It's very and they do cold it- today here. Oh. I've not yet been outside. Clear skies mean cold air clear on a clear day but it's okay well, it's great if oh. it's freezing cold and you get like a hot chocolate hold no you get in your all hands. bundled up you wear thick socks so you don't get blisters you put on your skates and then luckily we only have a 50 minute session so then after, after that we'll have to figure out something else to do yeah oh i love that i love I'm in a very like cozy holiday mood. Gotta very, say, very, yeah. very cozy. Yeah. I am cozy, but I am unfortunately uh, working in a way that does not feel mm-hmm. holiday style. It feels like something else, but it's in preparation for something that won't be uh, during the holiday. Right, so that's right. why it's happening in the spring. In the well, in the winter, in the spring. Winter. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm also working, I'm, Harry and I are selling some trinkets at the Dimes Square holiday sale on Sunday. Trinkets? Yeah, so you, you come shop, we're going to be selling pom-pom paraphernalia, you can buy pom-pom hair clips and pom-pom Christmas tree ornaments. Wow. Yeah, and they're really good, they're tool pom-poms, they're not yarn pom-poms. Wow, okay. Yeah. Very yeah. curious. And yes, they're beautiful. We've developed a tie-dye method. Um, wow. wow. Yeah. Anyways, come to the Dime Square sale. They'll have matters. Dime so Square sale. Where is this? They'll, uh, you know where Dime's the restaurant is. Over okay. down on East Canal Street. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, yeah. It's real nice. And then there'll be, you can buy from other, other arts folk who will be selling their wares to make a little cash so that they can, they can buy a duck or a goose for Christmas. Wow. (laughs) Ducks and goose. One duck or one goose. (laughs) Um, we're, look, we're not really planning to make any money. Or ducks or gooses. No, I I don't want a duck or a goose, but... It's going to be... They are cute. We're excited about them. I love this. I can't wait to see them. 
Yeah. Um, and then what else? I'm going to Stud Country tonight, which is a different line dance container uh-huh. that is mostly in L.A., but they come to New York a couple times a year. Great. Mix it up. And mixing it up. Are you, are you going with a group? Are you generally going with the same people to these things? You going alone? What the, what's I go alone. Great. But I, you know, now that I've gone so much, just kind of like there's a very expected group of people because uh-huh. it's very consistent. I mean, there's, there's, it's basically like three groups of people. There's like mm. the, the dancers, inner, the inner circle, which are like, I, like Tanai is the teacher and then. There's 15 or so people who are like devotees. They seem, or they come from a, I think some of them maybe come from a history of line dancing, although mm. probably not, but right. they know every dance. Uh-huh. And I don't know how, I know that they do also like, they do jams like outside of the context of this class where they like. Oh, they make jam. Like, That's they nice. They make jam. They make jam. And then there's like this kind of secondary folk like myself who go frequently and know some dances mm-hmm. and stand at the back and try to learn the dances that they don't know, mm-hmm. but in general are are adept right at doing line dance. And you and you know how the 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 show goes, how the process You know, is. you we know exactly how it is and we're all kind of like familiar with one another. Like probably mm-hmm. I'm more familiar with the second group people than the first than Uh the kind of inner circle although i like i know who they are i just like i don't right they're big they're they're busy up in the corner and then there's this third group which is like randos the third group are the folk who are popping in and that's frequently a lot of people who are like it's my first time or it's my second time and Mm -hmm. they're um they're there to have a have a good time and kind of like bump into you yeah but you hate those um, people i don't hate all of them i hate Sometimes a couple of them who are particularly I don't and hate I don't hate anyone in there. You hate them, but I get agitated at a couple of them who, who seemingly have no sensory space uh-huh. acuity. Uh-huh. They have like no sense of how near people are to them. You know, it gets it's tricky, and it's it's a kind of like a space where you really want to turn that part of your brain on. Yeah, you you do for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so, that's kind of that's kind of what's going on. At my, that's how that's kind of how it works that's nice. out. But that's nice. I am. Um, last night, Gia was there. Don't know why. Wow, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Really fun. And Gia had seen a thing by Issa Spector who made a show at Performance Space in New York, highly recommended, but I I don't know that I can go unless it runs through the weekend. And wait, who else was there last night that you might know? A person of interest? I don't know. Honestly, like, it's actually not... It's not really a dance crowd. Yeah, that's nice, too. Yeah, it it is nice. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So anyways... I'm gl- I, saw, I love the weeks where there's two line dances, and this week there's two line dances. Because wow. it's my birthday. It's for you. It's for me. Um, can we? I hate to do it. I hate. 
What are we do what? We could definitely spend more time catching up and talking food or whatever, but well, I I, I want to say congratulations on your thing at the library because oh, I oh. thought it was wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for it coming. It was, was the film is sweet. tremendous. Thank you. And the talk back was a absolute joy. Oh. And I thought all of you handled yourself beautifully. That's very um, nice, including Nomi. And Nomi was absolute the best. Yeah. And um I had a it, I had such a lovely evening. The crowd was so wonderful and it was like all the people we know and love and many people I haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, it was very sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And how can people watch your film? So they can watch um this other version on All Arts. Um you Is know, it significantly which, however, different? They can do that. I mean it's ten minutes less. It's oh, okay. it mainly doesn't have the the kind of documentary well, aspect. I see. Um, which is, isn't, isn't, you know, it is significant. It's like, it was, uh, it was not ideal to, ha- to remove that section, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah. And there's like, um, there were things that we had to change just for like legal, you know, right. po- on TV, just like the, on you know, TV. and yeah, and just like to play it safe for all arts legal, which is fine, you know. Um, um, so yeah, or you could go to the library. I'm, sh- I, I don't know, you know they they documented this event, and I assume the film is in it. I'm sure that it's not available now, <laughs> but it will be eventually in the okay. This event will be in the archive of the library. So yes, of course. The film, I think, will essentially be as is inside of that. Oh, um, like they won't have it be like a. I think so. A I wide think they shot will edit, of your film. I think they will edit it together, but I don't right. know. I actually it, don't. It know, won't be but, mystery science theater style. Yeah, because, I mean, part of what was fun is that I inserted the documentation of our research presentation from 2020 into this film knowing that it would be shown in the same room Mm. um so in that in that documentation they it's a bit different though because that's a scenario where they're like live i think they're like live streaming it simultaneously or something you know it was it's a more complicated set up that I'm sure they were doing for this event. So Completely. I don't know, whatever. Um, yeah, but you can see it on all arts um, in, yeah, a, in a more or less similar experience. Thank you. Yeah. And Can't James King is so things. wonderful and of, from all arts. Um, you yes, got to modern. you got to talk to James a bit beforehand I too. Did. So sweet, and I didn't know just James. The best energy. James did a great job. Um, I unfortunately after that. Oh right, you had to leave thing. right away. It was so lovely afterwards. Really? Yeah, because everyone hung out. We eventually got kicked out of the theater, and then we were hung, hanging out in front. Oh. Um, and then it was like. No one wanted to leave. 
eventually we well, were like outside. You know, it was just like we like no one wanted to leave. I didn't to want to leave either. It was very and sweet. Yeah. I I had oh I my had the god great. I forgot dis- about extreme the joys. displeasure <coughs> of having to go see this Philip Glass etude show. Yikes! Now, I I want to talk about this, and I I actually have almost I have no comment. I I erased this from my because I yeah I know I have no comment really on the choreographies or the compositions themselves because like I feel they were done such a gigantic disservice by the show itself that they're almost like you can't even you can't Mm. really talk about them. I think there was a collaboration of of badness, but. (laughs) <laughs> the, I sat down okay I just want to talk through my experience and, and and I don't know who's listening to this podcast but if if you had anything to do with the structure of this show just like I don't know also, I don't need you to okay also like it is so hard to make a show so I... you know let's acknowledge mm-hmm. it's like and you know when you Jeremy. Have like jewelry money and all that, you know, it's hard. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, but with all these resources and a theater that's like, you know. Yeah, I did functioning... think 10 minutes more of thinking about this would have been great. Now, excuse me. I was like, <laughs> I. No. Okay. I sat down in the theater. And I, whatever, it was too hot, but I'm like, I guess okay. the stage stage is probably cold. The dancers need something. And I see there's a baby grand piano uh, theater left. That's mm-hmm. where they often put music things. Mm-hmm. The lid is off. I think, okay, good. I'm, you know, I'm going to hear the Philip Glass thing. The piano. I'm so played. glad we're on the same page about everything the, the piano <laughs> player comes out she sits down where were you on. seated where, where, kind i of was orchestra you? center but towards the right so i was um, close to right. an, close to an aisle and pretty central like in all ways okay 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 that seems like ideal the, well but so yeah. i mean ideal would have been i home, was pretty in, close in my to bed. the piano yeah, absolutely I was pretty close to the piano, and I thought, is this bad for everyone? I assume it is, but I couldn't, I couldn't quite figure they, out. The pianist played two notes, and I thought, well, this is not going to go well, because no. the sound design, they decided to amplify the piano, and I, I honestly don't know why. The Joyce is a small it's room, small. Yeah. and it's a grand pia- baby grand piano lid off. So I think we would have been fine. So the whole thing's amplified in this psychotic way through these <laughs> terrible speakers. So you're sitting there and you're experiencing the sound of these like relentless piano etudes as if they're like cutting into your ears yes. immediately. Yes. So you're like, oh, wait. Right. And they've already warned you. The show's an hour and 20 minutes, no intermission. And I'm thinking, I'm going to sit here and listen yes. to this shit yeah. For an hour yeah. and 20 minutes. I cannot believe... And that Philip Glass saw that show, I'm like, he must well, have been Well, I don't think he saw serious. it. Eval, he he's so old. Wait, you think they just rolled and him in after it was over? That was literally what it looked like to me, because I was there. Well, 
I hope he chose to not listen to that I show think because he can probably barely hear. Okay. And like I was surprised I was shocked upon seeing him. I was like, "Oh, honey, you should not be here." Like to to do this kind of sound design in New York City in 2023. It's crazy. It was completely psychotic and that nobody came in to watch a tech rehearsal or a show or anything and said you can't do this it's crazy i i literally can't believe it i still can't believe it like what happened in the breakdown of communication that this would be allowed anyways on a show that's about music no less well okay yes so i fully agree i also thought the music was the best part even all of that said, I also felt like I wish I'm at I wish I was at home listening to this on my iPod because sure. or you know whatever we listen to iPhones. <laughs> yeah, sure, <laughs> because sure. of like I was like, well, this music is incredible, but it sounds it, bad. If only it sounded good. So like right. I do wish I I do like that I'm listening to these arrangements. This this these compositions. Yes. But I wish that they sounded good. And well, that's a, that's a huge problem, huge problem in that space. And I also felt like I preferred that bad music without the dance. So, that, well, that's sort of my I mean, um, my. You know, they had they had done this show, this very show at David Geffen Hall, without dance and with non amplified piano. I'm assuming, although if it had been amplified at David Geffen Hall, it probably sounded great. Um, Right. And that's a show you could have seen a few weeks ago, but we unfortunately mm. went to see these etudes at the Joyce, and it was sheer hell. And even the what this older woman sitting next to me after the first piece turned to me, apropos of nothing, and goes, "Does it sound awful to you too?" Incredible. And I said, "It's terrible." It, yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Um. So then, they go through the. This is the structure. Right? Piano, piece, dance, 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 piano, piece. Yeah. Can you... I was like, how about mix it up a little? But it was also the pacing of the sections I thought was so rushed. I was like, okay, um, not that I want to be here longer, so fine. But, like, there was kind of no... No space given to anything. It was like, next, let's go. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that's, I'm like, you didn't, you didn't have to do, you know, 11 or 11 etudes and five dances. You know, it was so, there was no thought put into like, how can we actually make this a good show using the materials we have? Because mm-hmm. there's plenty of materials to work with. It's like, Let's now design a good show. Let's put the instrument on the stage, perhaps, or like maybe show us the the hands of the person playing these incredible sure. things. Yeah, I mean, certainly as someone who saw Goldberg Variations, oh. there with the piano on stage, Thank that you. was like what came to mind immediately. Where I was like, "Well, this is this is pretty artless," but you know, a different Absolutely. scenario in which like all of these parts were generated separately i assume like i don't know how these commissions worked or whatever but i feel like people went off and made bad dances to music that had no relationship to the dances and then they put them together in a show with other music 
Right, and then they got Notori to dress them in silk pajamas. All of them. I did. I was thought it, those that those are the same pajamas I wear. It was <laughs> the only the tying bind was silk pajamas. And I don't. I don't need. I don't need any kind of like dance through line or anything. No. Other than like what I did want was like a relationship to the music, which. Mm-hmm. The sort of closest to for me felt like the tap only because it was forced, but like musically, I was like, "This is not for the ears." Well, the the tap one at least had did like a a mechanism or like they had a shtick of being like, "Look, this performer is going to play the music now," uh-huh. and like at least right. it yeah exactly it did it thing spatially where it was like. Oh, this person is leaving the stage and going to the piano. Uh-huh. It was something. It was yeah. something, and Low which is concept. what the show lacked. The show lacked some relation. Just yes. between things. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, I honestly like. I it held up to my to, standards of what the choice is, frankly. I wanted. Well, there's some decent. There's decent things at the Joyce from time to time. Accidentally, it's a difficult, difficult, yeah, difficult space to view <laughs> dance in. I was so uncomfortable. I was so upset. I left that show thinking like, well, that was sheer hell. And um, anyways, so ple- I was so grateful. It was over. And um, anyways, that yeah. show. Philip Glass is incredible, though. Like, right. even okay. that, like, for me, that did shine through. Even the whole scenario. I was like, wow, slay. Like, just remembering. Me, I think, for me, Philip Glass has made... I'm not a musicologist. I've enjoyed Philip Glass' music greatly. He's made an enormous contribution to this world of, like, minimalist 20th century music that is both, like, rigorous and tuneful and, you know, it's used in film all the time mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. But I'm... I. There's other there's other folk that I I'd rather listen to, but sure. I also I also feel like Philip Glass is one of the most influential composers. For, oh, in a huge, way that like huge. we are now like most people are like doing a Philip Glass in some to some ex, to some extent, and therefore like Philip Glass music itself feels kind of ordinary, like right. it feels like so uh, normal. Because it's been so influential. I also think that there are exceptions to this, like, you know, in the upper room, but, and, 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 and Lucinda's dance. Yeah. But I don't actually think Philip Glass is like an amazing vehicle for dance in the way that Steve Reich is an astonishing vehicle for dance. I also think that there are other ways for people to think. I mean, the big tragedy of this show is that no one thought about the music seemingly no one thought about anything right so like no one thought about anything i will say that i saw a lot of lucinda over the course of this uh dance reflections scenario Mm -hmm. and this duet was the only thing that like was anything other than dance that you know other than what like because there were these other dances at skirball and i was like this is literally just like an excerpt from dance. 
Uh-huh. Oh, I see what so you mean. So I was, was so slightly, relieved was when there was, like, a duet in which, like, other things were happening. Did I mm-hmm. like the dance? No, but I thought it was a relief to it not be away. another dance. same dance. Right. Um, I mean, of course, like, there's there's stylistic sameness, which is fine. But it was no, far more, like, stick. experimental in that way. Or you know, not even experimental, just, like, different stuff happened. Right, so. deviated from the, 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 <laughs> the shtick. Yeah. Oh, so, my God. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. I know. Um, very hard, very difficult. But, at, at any rate, I, I went to see the Juilliard Winter Dance Concert, and if anyone ever wants to go see, like, the most virtuosic dance company in New York. Just you need not go any further than Juilliard. It's yeah, absolutely it's crazy. Those kids, they can really do it all. Just kids. Yeah. Um Hope Boykin made a great dance for the sophomore class that was just like cunty jazz like fierceness and i was like great this is exactly what to do with juilliard Mm. kids they Mm. if anyone can pull this off it's these astonishing children (laughs) endless energy well just like not just energy they're just like they're they're, you can't you can't mess them up they Mm. just are so great like like technically crazy it's unbelievable look they just take all these kids from all over the country who've who are like one every competition this or whatever. Was, this is like a pretty heavy like we these are what like covid sophomores what is this class well this is this was all of them so but the the senior class is the class of right. 24 which means Wait. when covid right. rock, they might not even been in college yet no because that was oh right oh my god 2021, 20, 21, 22, 22, 23. That's too hard. Hey, they're fresh. Yeah, so they, they they started in the fall of the first COVID, so, like, it probably fall was pretty, probably pretty shitty for them. Yeah. Um, and then, up, you know, it's gotten better for the rest of these kids. I mean, these kids, I'm, you can't help but leave these Juilliard shows feeling some kind of hope. That's great. But... But then you think, where are they going to go? <laughs> yeah. Oh, straight boy. Ahead. I thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, let, now I, I, did, I did my due diligence so we could talk about something fun. Which okay, was Squid, Cookie Squid. Week. Oh, oh did you God. watch Squid Game? I watched Squid Game the and Challenge. Cookie Week. Yes. I rewatched Squid Game with Jack because the, I was like, you have to watch this. The show. The, the challenge. Oh, yes. I did a lot of fast forwarding because I honestly did not want to hear these people talk. Oh, I think that was a mistake. I don't think so. Okay. Well, you'll never I, know. I got, a, I got enough to like understand their characters okay. on the show. And I also thought... The show didn't do a particularly good job of kind of like predicting who was going to make it to the end. So the show the producer... did an incredible job with editing to make it. You like in rewatching, I really noticed this. Like because in rewatching, I was like, 
where are these people? Exactly. And it's great because you you actually don't meet the people who win until, like, the end. Right. Like, I never saw the third place guy until, like, yeah, the you second really, to he's, last episode. Yeah, he's the, like, one you meet last. Yeah. And he turns out to be a gay fella, and you think, mm-hmm. oh, interesting, mm-hmm. a gay fella. You're like, oh, let's see what's under there. Remember the guy who was... Remember the guy who just sobbed all the time? Uh-huh. Um, the more, like mormon person was that what he was church of latter-day saints i think isn't that he was and people were so like protective of him and i was like get him out of here (laughs) i was like this is humiliating (laughs) i think you're ruining your own life this is really bad (laughs) so for me i was like really reticent to watch this because i was like but squid games based like the the dynamic is like someone's gonna people are dying Right. High stakes. Nomi, what do you need? Are you being so cute? I'm going to give you a bath. Um, so, like, that. without that, like, this is just another show. But you realize, like, it is high stakes for people. Like, it kind of doesn't yeah. matter. Like, they kind of are playing as if they're going to die. Well, that was kind of the great thing is that they set up this theatrical death. I love that. And... It actually really, I think it amplifies the tension. So people are like, oh my God, my thing's going to go off. And it does feel like a kind of death. Mm. But it's also this thing where like it's over the course of the show becomes less funny. I mean, it's still funny. But like in the first episodes, like all these people die, quote unquote, dying um, and pretend, you know, you see like a million different ways that people decide to like uh, perform dying. I love it. I love the like individual and the and the having the wherewithal to stick to the kind of scriptedness of it of that moment is really fun. There must have been a lot of situations where people didn't. Well, it happens more and more as the show goes on, as sort of like the scenario becomes more (laughs) serious and like emotional. Like people kind of are more despondent about that part. They're like, what? And like some of it's just cut, they cut away because I don't think the people do it. Right. Like those two assholes in the marble challenge who decided to just like Mm -hmm. not play the game. Incredible. Isn't that incredible? I love in like in the, the umbrella cookie thing, um, honey, whatever, um, where like people choose, essentially choose to die rather than. Or, like, to leave the show rather than have their group do the umbrella. <laughs> oh, I know. I was like, all you have to do is just walk over to that door. Like, well, all at you, least you'd have... All you're trying to do is, like, live to see the next moment on the show. Like, right. that's the and game. Right, and, like, when people would literally, would intentionally just, like, choose to flop even when they had a secure option into another thing, mm-hmm. you'd be like, what are you doing? This is the end. Yeah, like, um, it's over for you. Yeah. It's it was interesting. Really interesting. You know, the challenge I found, like, kind of the most incredible was that present challenge on the desk. I love that one. And the fact that that long-haired guy was so... Could you believe that? I, no. Phil. I did. I was like, how are you doing this? Phil's incredible. Phil I think Phil's incredible. the secret winner of the show. I do as well. And I think it was nice that my one, but I didn't particular, I didn't necessarily like her. She's not a likable character. No, 
But cool. I'm glad for her. But Phil would have been a, a more joyous kind of winner. Yeah. But he gets to live in Hawaii. I mean, I'm like, your life I think, is I think okay, he, honey. I think he's fine, right? Yeah. What was his job? He had an interesting job. He was a scuba instructor, which could oh, be a yeah. bad job, but who knows? Oh, yeah, death. But sharks. Um, <laughs> sharks. I just sharks. thought, I actually was like, people. The problem with oh, that job is people. Right. Well, you can just, as we know from movies, you can just leave them behind if oh, you yeah. don't like them. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> no questions asked. I bet you get in a whole mess of trouble if you don't owe that. Um, I also love that ch- the moment when the women take over for me oh, was the yes. gag of the show because not only do the women take over, but it also is mixed with like this total queering of the show. Like suddenly yeah. all these like dudes are gone and you're left yes. with like weirdos, queerdos, women and completely and, and the people they love. And it was wonderful to see how kind of simple that was for them to be like, Mm -hmm. well, there's only nine of us left. So in this next thing, we just have to make sure we're all there to like even things out. You're like, that's exactly right. Like take that energy into, into 2024, everyone. Let's balance things out. All we have to do is say this like Texas abortion. Oh, honey. My God. So disgusting. I can't even bear it. It's really crazy. These people are insane. It's disgusting. They're 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 really ready for Handmaid's Tale. They're like, that's where we are, honey. We want to put you in a robe and a hat and shackle you to our system. It is so dis- it's it's unbelievable that that's where we are. It's so insane. <sighs> I know. But what this anyway. woman was like, I'm just gonna go over to this next state and get this done, because y'all. Well, yeah, are and being I did. Insane. I did see her on the news. Um, I guess I don't know. At some point, the day before that news came mm-hmm. out, and I was like, I hope she's secretly going to another state and like having this taken care of for her own. Like it is, of course, it is important that she fight for this. But, like, because there are women who can't and who can't fight, aren't in a position to be able to fight for this and aren't in a position to be able to go to another state and have this taken care of. So I hope that she is, like, secretly having this taken care of because... She is. Well, then it... Then I think they basically, you know, it had gone to the Supreme Court, so I think they were like, well, there's nothing else... um, we can do here so she can go have this taken care of in the meantime and then and then the ruling came down not long (laughs) after sick insane it's absolutely sick so gross anyways oh my god so everyone uh get ready to to work for the election yeah we have to work this shit is you know that's just just like one grotesque aspect of our scenario right now so these clowns, these clowns. um we get there what we're talking about squid game squid women taking over oh yes please all you have to do is is vote vote that vote. was the moral of that story right um and avoid clowns like marjorie taylor green and lauren bobert yikes i know um, they're, not all, they're not all good, you know, but 
No. no. But mostly. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I think so. Mostly. You know, better than 50%. I mean, the thing with Trump is, like, we've somehow accepted, like, doing nothing as, like, a virtue. Like, being evil and doing nothing as a virtue. Like, mm. so I'm, like, I'm here for people who are actually trying to make things better. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not the Republican Party. No. That they, that new speaker is so evil. He's he's like a um, full evil, a Kellyanne Conway kind of person. Exactly, because he's articulate, mm-hmm. and he's sort of measured and he's manipulative. And the words that come out of his mouth are psychotic. Yeah. Um. Anyways, anyways. I just saw. I think this was on Colbert. That he he uses this app. It's like a, a, a sex app that, like, him and his oh, yeah. son are on to, like, keeps monitor them... their porn intake. Right. <laughs> keeps them honest. I was like, this shit is so ancient. I'm like, how much porn are you watching? Well, I think the idea is that you're, mo- you're like, not watching is the idea. Right, you won't, you won't ever watch it. Or you're watching the same stuff. Which I suspect is maybe more Which of a Which is like Im- images of women's ankles. Or Which something. brings us to fellow travelers. Have you watched this? No. It's, it's, it's bad. Yeah. It's very, it's, bad. it's very, it's very contemporary gays doing history. That's what it um, looks like. So it's, it's quite bad. And it, I think, I think maybe I watched the whole thing. Uh-huh. Um, while I, like, you know, vacuumed or whatever. While you knitted. Uh, yeah, totally. Um, and it does, it does a nice thing, however, of, like, stretching across, uh, a significant amount of time. Yes. So, so it's an interesting thing of, like, McCarthy kind of era of homosexuality in America um, into, uh, a, like, a more free Fire Island thing, into, like, uh, Harvey Milk and AIDS. And so yeah. that, and, 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 and following that through, like, an older, because I, you know, I guess maybe they're, like, 30 at the beginning of the movie. Um, mm. so, I mean, there's a bit of a, you know, the, that, that, um, what's that guy's name from that British nonsense, Bridgerton? What? Um, oh, Jonathan Bailey? Yes. Jonathan Bailey plays like a younger, you know, novice kind of character yeah. to. I, I know the story because hmm. I saw the opera that Gregory Spears oh. made of it many years ago, which I okay. quite enjoyed. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, I'd be curious to know how stupid the book is or whatever it's you know the story yeah well apparently on. effective people keep using it as you know source material yeah i mean i think this this general like frame and structure is good good it's just the for me the huge problem of the show was like ca- like portraying these characters so like almost as if they're contemporary characters rather than right. like the products of their time Right. So it's very like the language they use and their the like 
freedom of expression is just doesn't make sense to me. I'm like that's not what a person. Yeah, I'm not more more curious about like a more studied approach to how gay men in the fifties would interact and like have sex and speak to one another. And if you want to do like a more like fantasy thing, then do a more fantasy thing. Like right. we don't need, then we're not tied to like a s- specific actual history. But if you want this like historical, whatever, then I, I feel like build on build from that. So um, it's funny. Like yeah. I, I've never believed in Matthew Bomer outside of that male stripper environment. Yeah, I haven't called? either. I think this. What was that called? Uh, Ma- Mad Max. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, Magic Mike. Magic Mike. Yes. Yeah, but uh, there's something about him that I'm like, are you okay? Like something about his eyes. Yes. It really scares. Well, there's a a me. kind of sh- a sh- shallowness to right. the eyes. I think. Yes. Like, is there anything behind you? Uh-huh. Beautiful doll's eyes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's appropriate for this show. Okay, good. Um, well, you know, only because the, the show is about as shallow as that. So. Yeah. Um, but Jonathan Bailey but is, I mean, so certainly beautiful. beautiful. Wow. He's really one of the best we have. <laughs> No, that's crazy. Yeah, no, I know. Um, but he's really. But yeah, famous. you know, it's like it's it's. I mean, at least like it, you know, with Bridgerton, it's like a fantasy. It's not like those are contemporary character. That's like exactly what that is—a contemporary character set in like an oldie time. Yeah, oldie times. Yeah. So. Uh, oh my you god. Know, whatever. Um. What else did you have? You tried watching the curse. No. I think it's quite bad. Okay. Um, because it's boring. Because okay. it's it's using a kind of like documentary style for a drama. Mm. Mm. It just doesn't make sense. And I'm like Is Na- is Nathan Fielder at home in a scripted Whoa! Sorry. What happened? Um, Technical I knocked the headphones out of the conundrum. phone for a moment. Um, is Nathan Fielder believable in a scripted moment? He sort of is, but it doesn't make... I'm like, what you taught us is that mixing reality and uh, and kind of uh, scenarioed situations is like really pleasurable and rich. And now rich. you aren't doing that. Right. But you're still well, they, filming it as if kind of like in the like balance has shifted. The balance is more toward like this is a Hollywood show that is about this thing as opposed to like this is a reality show that's, that's bringing right. in like cinematic tools. It's not a reality show at all, like other than like the filming style. Right. And you're like, well, but it's not. So we're not getting reality, nor are we getting like meaningful filming right so i and it's it's like it's you you see the comedy like you're reading a script 
it doesn't really pl- it's it it doesn't really play out as fun or funny so it's just well, kind of like you see the idea of the joke you know who's never been funny to me <sighs> emma stone i have really like taken a turn on emma stone and i think she's wonderful you have to watch this actor on actor with her and Bradley Cooper, where she is like, take no prisoners. Like, this is going to be fun, and I'm a bad girl, and I'm naughty. It's so fun. Oh. It's okay. really, she's like, I don't give a fuck. Like, this is going to be crazy. Okay. I'll it's really, I'm like, I'm here for this, this vibe of, and she really, so I also watched, this other actor roundtable thing where she she says her like favorite um like movie character person is John Candy John in, Candy in, in like planes trains and automobiles or something well what a wonderful film and i think <laughs> and that for me is just like very telling about like she loves comedy and right. i i think I think this, like, serious actor, what have you, which is why it's really interesting to see her with Bradley Cooper, who I actually oh. do think is, like, a serious person and doesn't just oh. play one on TV. Um, I see. Well, yes. He, so he seeing them kind of, like, seriously. playing together is really fun. I liked Bradley Cooper when he was a television actor. And then mm. as he moved into film, I thought, get a hold of yourself, Bradley. that's what i thought yeah i don't know i'm i i i sort of i've been seeing some like interviews and stuff and i'm like i respect your care oh maybe Um, it's just hard i respect your talent i'm not sure i didn't like that other movie and i suspect i won't like this movie no but but watching him and Carrie, what is her name? Mulligan. Carrie Mulligan Sorry. do these theater performances on camera for in these clips I've seen from Maestro. I'm yeah. like, this looks unbearable. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I can't because like, oh, that Barbie it's, and Oppenheimer are on people's like best movie lists. It's anyway. literally crazy. I saw Anatomy of a Fall the other day, and I thought, well, excuse me. You loved it. You know? Well, it's an excellent movie. Okay. Okay. And the per- the performance by the lead actress is truly incredible. Okay, okay. I think that's playing up here, so I, I might go see that. Luckily, my yeah, show yeah. is going to be on Netflix in like a day, so... Yeah, okay. I so can't wait to see forward. poor things, but what I really absolutely must see is this movie, his name I can't remember now, um, the new Jonathan Glazer film. Oh, yes. Ugh, with the, same, with like the same woman from Anatomy of a Fall. Oh, really? I don't yes. know. I haven't. I refuse to watch a trailer. I'm like, I want to go in as blind as possible. She's the actress from that great <sighs> German movie, Tony Erdmann. Do you, did you ever see oh, that? Oh, uh-huh. I don't know And she was is. the daughter in it, and she is... Slay wow. the Boots House Mama. <laughs> and she has these two movies. <clears throat> she's the mom- She's the flavor of the moment, but she is really, she's really, really something in Anatomy of a Fall. And 
Um, you know, the whole thing has sort of shades of staircase, the staircase. Oh, interesting. Okay. Because it's, it's kind of, that's the setup. Wow. Okay. Well, there's uh, a, f- yeah. Oh, yeah, I see that in the title, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But then it's like handled in this like really European way. Okay. Great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's good. Um, and then cookie week is what we wanted to talk uh, about. Really? So cookie I found week. most of these cookies to be too complicated. Well, yes. Certainly Sol- like Solas was like cookies absolutely for like not. St- stone people in a fraternity. <laughs> absolutely. I was like, not here I for love, that. I did love how she was like, these cookies taste uh, bad. But I like them. <laughs> yes, I do. I did appreciate that as well. Of like, this is a this is a specific cookie that's like not about yeah. being like a good cookie. This yeah, is she's about like, candy. Yeah, like, she's like, huh? this has okay. a bad taste that feels nostalgic. <laughs> yeah, this is a '90s. Like, I don't know why we're not just going and buying that that cookie stuff that we could that still exists. I assume. Like a roll the of lo- cookies? The logs? Of yeah. course, yeah. So I, that's a little confusing to me. I feel like, yeah. I don't remember what Vaughn made. Oh, marshmallow cookie? Vaughn made the Mexican hot chocolate cookies with the marshmallow. So that sounds good. Yum, yeah. And I have these marshmallows uh, left over uh, from like... the. I have to say, the matcha cookies with the frosting looked like a delight. I think I might not care for that cookie, though. But oh, so I, would I wouldn't like it make them. It, I don't think I'd make because it has softness to it. I just don't think matcha is really like something that's exciting to me. Oh, I see. It's more about the frosting with the little pebbles for me that look delicious. Yeah, I don't really like frosting a cookie either. So well, that's why the those like tie dye cookies look difficult to me. I was like, ooh, they are pretty, but I don't yeah. want to bite into that. They also much look royal like icing. candy. Yeah. And I'm not interested in candy. But I think what she had a great do we have? She had a great point, which was that these are good for shipping. I was like, yeah, yes. those would be a great I, yes. cookie to send. And I think that's a great note. The checkerboard cookies. cookies were the ones that were the most exciting to me mm, because because of the part that tastes like strawberry, chocolate, yeah. vanilla. And she was so careful with her flavors and I was like, ooh. Yes, I am. I think my big takeaway from Cookie Week is um, is about making the cookies and putting them in the freezer and then baking them some other time. That's what yeah, I've been thinking about yeah. this week, where of like cutting, dividing the process into two steps. Yeah. So, Melissa it's, it's Clark a lot. made something. On it, Melissa Clark made some ho hum thing, but I mean, I she think basically make... everything Melissa Clark makes is kind of like whatever. Yeah. I do love that lentil soup. It's a great lentil soup recipe. But and I also think she's responsible for that chocolate cake recipe, which is incredible. The olive oil I one? think about making. Look, uh, there's something to just like making things what they are and keeping it really straightforward. And that is what Melissa Clark yeah, is Yeah, I absolutely for. have no idea what kind of cookie she made. It's something completely, I'm sure tastes delicious and is completely unmemorable. Somebody piped a cookie. And I do, that's all I remember. Oh, yes. I think it was the cookie I was most interested Those in. Those look But then I delicious. also thought, like, I don't know that I want to pipe a cookie. Those Although, little S like, cookies. I think those S cookies from Arcastratus, which it, we need to talk about cookies. Paige is not doing cookies anymore. Cookie At boxes all? for the holidays. I think. Why? I think she might. They might still be doing cook, 
I suspect they're still selling cookies in the store. Cookies at the store. Literally the best cookies I've ever eaten. They are great cookies. Those those orchestratas. Ass cookies, rainbow cookies. The best cookies are jasmine cookies. There's um those incredible sandwiched pistachio lace cookies. Oh, oh heaven with chocolate in between. Oh my god. Oh my. But yeah, I talked god. to Paige months ago, and um, they were like planning on not doing the boxes and i was like Paige, please please, please you gotta do them i was please. like just charge whatever you need to justify it completely two hundred dollars a box but though. i you know i think it was just too you know the whole scenario there has changed so i'm not really you know right. i think it's, it's like staffing and like who's gonna make these um but i'm hoping i'm hoping we can like i mean i certainly suspect that I can get the recipes. Um, those Jasmine S cookies are heaven. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, um, but yeah, a little ad for Arcstratus. Go on by them. There's like all incredible gifts for every occasion. But do you watch the, the Gilded Age? I do. Are you caught up? I think so. It is a waste of everything. I I take such pleasure in watching How like absurd it two, is. two two dozen Tony Award winning actors <laughs> like like <laughs> that's like incredible. literally that's, like that's appl- it. That applauding is it. That they is are it. all like that's outside it. applauding fireworks that they're not even seeing and like pretending to be overjoyed. It is the silliest show on television, and it is a pleasure to watch. I Absolutely. love this that framing of the show is really incredible yes like almost the whole point of a broadway career is to get on the gilded age well i'm like excuse me at what point will they break into song are they going to like have a society choir and then just like yeah do, do the thing i'm like what's the point of having 50 people who can sing and none of them sing it's really amazing Okay, I just looked up the Cookie Week 2023. Um, mm-hmm. Lemon butter curls. This photo is so funny because like... Those look delicious. And it is true when uh, Yawande... Is that mm-hmm. how it's mm-hmm. pronounced? I don't know. When, when they were piping these cookies, it was like, do whatever you want. <laughs> and the photo is like, what is the shape of these cookies? Right. Those Which I also looks. like... like could, couldn't we just do these into balls and then squish them? Well, maybe, I think piping can be averted what, here. You know what you don't get? You don't get those like ridges that come from piping through a star tip that make uh-huh. cookies like that so pleasurable. I think, I think you could, you know, but like take a wood dowel and like do something similar. Scrape, easily. scrape them with a fork. Just press them. Yeah. Whatever. I um, I, I have a gingerbread bag. blondies. Is what oh, Melissa, Melissa. Which, wouldn't she just... Yeah, and they're bars. I'm sure they're delicious. You know, I'm sure they're absolutely delicious. I, her her doing the um, Jackson Pollock mess on top was also oh funny. Um, Wait, I, I also fit, was quite moved by the Cynthia Nixon plot over the last couple of weeks, although the yeah. death of her husband was just oh, so goodness. absurd. I don't think I've seen this most recent episode. Oh, he's her husband. Sorry, yeah. Spoiler alert. And who's that actor? I don't know. From um, from the old times. Is he? Let me look it up. Okay. 
Um, yeah, it's but, strange that they killed him off immediately. I know. I was like, okay, so Cynthia Nixon gets one nice thing, and then you just end it abruptly so that she can be, like, trapped again with her sister? Yeah, it's not great. Because it was no. also, like, kind of the most compelling plot was to see, like, what the, how the sister would deal with, like, having to actually go back to living rather than just owning her sister. But I do think this would be, this will be a transformative experience for Cynthia Nixon's whole personality on the show, which is interesting because she's been so kind of. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's how the show works, but. I'm obsessed with this like cousin Dashiell being such an asshole and like not, he's, he's, He's not a girl's girl. He's he told Marion that her teaching isn't real, and then he proposed to her, and she was trapped into accepting his proposal. But now she's but now she's hot for the Russell boy, who's so cute. It's crazy. So how cute. cute. He he's so cute. I was really into his like sexual plot with that with the, Laura. Yeah, Vignetti. with the older woman. Yeah. Uh, she was so old. She was forty. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, older. That's what I said. But like, yeah, it's a huge, huge scandal. Huge oh, they don't scandal. Have season three listed here for some reason. Um, yeah, well, it's, yeah, it was it's it was really nice not gay to see. For sure. Oh, excuse me, the whole gay thing just out the window. Um, yeah. Something really terrible happens to Max in this. Last Which one's episode. Max? Is that his name? Is that the son of Christine Bransky? Oh, the gay one. Yeah, the gay. Okay. Um, it gets really scary for I him. like that actor. Yeah, he's a, an anomaly in the show. Yeah, I, I, he's interesting and feels of the time in a way. Right, one doesn't get the sense that he could literally step onto a Broadway stage and sing, mm. I'm just a Broadway <laughs> baby. <laughs> oh, poor, poor thing. Um, Carrie Coon, is that her name? obsessed uh, I, how the way the way she i mean talks. i have uh, every role i i'm i saw her on like jimmy one of the jimmies and mm-hmm. i was like this person is from outer space she's not of our place she's it's not up so here. weird she was i mean absolutely bizarre on the leftovers or whatever that show was called yes and i love it I, I just find it fascinating that I guess HBO is into it. She's very watchable. She's very HBO, I guess. Yes, she is. She sort of transcends time and space. <laughs> you can kind of put her anywhere. She reminds me of like the characters from that show that I can't remember the name of from like the 2000s um, about like a weird sci-fi, almost, ex- almost like second generation X-Files kind of show. Oh, I can't remember the name of it, but it was like there were you, kind of like alieny type people and Do you remember an actor on it? Um that guy from The Mighty Ducks? Emilio Estevez. Is that I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's as close as I can get to the name of that show. <laughs> A um, show with Emilio Estevez, so or, or, or some guy else. from the Mighty Ducks, or someone from something similar to that, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> um, she is really strange, and I'm obsessed with her outfit. She has, I mean, the outfits are insane, but hers are extra insane. 
you know, the shock for me was going online to learn about like why the outfits look like that. And they look like that because they looked like that. Okay. Are you serious? Yes. I can't. I don't believe it. You have to believe me. I Mm-mm. I did some research. Are you serious? Yes. They, they were just really... like, no, it's Joshua Jackson. And what is the, what is the show He's from called? Dawson's Creek. <laughs> well, he was also on the Mighty Ducks. Um, what? As a child? Called? Um... I guess. I think maybe he was like the captain of the team or something. I don't, re- I don't oh, really I remember. See. Um, filmography. Mm-hmm. I don't believe... I don't believe it about these dresses. Yeah. They were there's, like there's professionally ugly. In, they're somewhat grounded in the reality of the time. That's um, crazy. Fringe. Yeah. That's what the show was called? Yeah. I never heard of it. It was a J.J. Abrams... Abrams mm, It thing. would have to be, wouldn't it? Um, Anna Torve. Anna Torve. Um, so that's a similar, who I feel like is just like a similar kind of actress. Let's see. To Carrie Coon. Just Carrie like Coon? bizarre. But I guess it, it's, it is a kind of like TV. Oh, Natalie Portman. I love, I live for on the Gilded Age how they make like such dramatic gestures about things that like resolve instantaneously. Absolutely. Did did you see the one where the where the the footman was like pouring poison into things or the and <laughs> and then Michael Service uh-huh. would be like I saw him pour a strange yeah, powder into that soup and then it's over and then he, oh mm-hmm. I saw him put a thing in the thing. It happens twice. Same, yeah, nothing happens to the woman who was the servant who's become nothing a lady. Nothing happens at all. This whole um, opera scenario. Obsessed. Hilarious. Um, Next week's the season finale, so it will thank end. Thank God. Apparently. The Duke. Everyone's the Duke. With the Duke. Uh, Donna Murphy playing the most arch version of whatever, Miss Astor, whatever. I mean, I think it's that kind of like high stakes immediately resolved is a is like a, is what um, a soap opera is. It is a soap. Well, there, you know, there's this whole plot about the woman who engineered the Brooklyn Bridge and how, like, right. it She's would be woman, impossible. It would be yeah. impossible to tell people that she was involved, or people wouldn't drive over the Brooklyn Bridge. Uh-huh. And so then they get to the like the reception to for the opening of the Brooklyn Bridge, and um, Mr. Russell's like, "I'd like my son." to do the introduction. And then you see the guy who's mean being like, oh no. And then the son just is like, and big news, everybody, this woman standing right here, finished the engineering. And everybody's like, well done, toast. Plot resolved. Wow. <laughs> I mean, is that like an alternative history kind of thing of like... No, it's she really did it and she is... No, she no, no, is no, no. I know that part. Oh. But I, I suspect that no one did really know until like oh, now right. times. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they, she wasn't toasted at the And the reception. idea is sort of like, or maybe everyone would have been fine with it. Well, you know? it wouldn't stop them from going across the bridge because people are like... People you know, are too- obsessed with going over bridges. Absolutely. Can you imagine if you had access to go across a bridge that Incredible. had not ever been there? Incredible. That's huge. Incredible. Yeah. There's nothing that could stop people there's from also, going across it. You know, there's no Manhattan Bridge. There's no whatever. There's nothing. North of that. You have to take There's a no boat. There's no tunnel. Yeah. There's no Williamsburg Bridge. Now suddenly you can walk. 
Although taking a boat sounds, you know, quaint. Well, we, you can still take a boat. Remember? Okay, thank you. <laughs> we, took, we took a boat after we saw the movie Cats. Wow. Yeah, remember wow. that? Wow. Yeah. Incredible Speaking of, that these things uh, happen. I saw Robbie Fairchild just yesterday in a fitting. Was he a cat? I wish. No, he was just being Robbie Fairchild in costumes that we designed. In a fitting for what? Illinois. He's joining the cast. Strange. He's being Is Brent Martinez's part. Older now. It's. A, uh, I felt like the cast was quite young. Well, you were mistaken. There are very young folks, and actually, folks my age in it even. Oh. So Robbie's replacing someone who is in fact. Maybe it's just because the plot is very young. Oh yes, it's definitely YA. So it's you know it's yeah you know if you don't know these people you're assuming they're young. Yeah, children. Um, it's a children's story about children. Um, but and they know, changed people... the name. Like I couldn't believe it. Added any. Added any. They added. Do you have your tickets, everybody? Park Avenue Armory. Shant. Get your tickets. Support my career. Um, um, what else? Uh, are you traveling for the holidays or are you staying put? Staying. Jack's sister's coming today to visit. Gosh, very great. nice. Very nice. Very excited. Very excited. For the house is ready. The house, the house is ready. The house is ready. The house is yes, ready. Yes, and I worked at Stissing House on <gasps> Saturday. Oh, Jeremy, thank you for sending me that Martha Stewart Oh, yes. Video. There's a Martha Stewart thing on Roku, which I guess is free. So it's called Martha yeah, for the Holidays so or something. Yeah, that was so weird. I was like, how can I click on this and yeah. it works? I didn't understand. I know. I was also surprised. Um, it's called like Martha for the Holidays or something. Yeah. And there's an episode um, with Claire DeBoer at Stissing House. We can get a sense of the vibe. I heard from a very close source that Claire DeBoer is quite strange. <laughs> is what? I don't She's know. really... Strange. Well, I mean, look, I'm not, let's not gossip secondhand sources. It's fine. Secondhand rose. But look, she's clearly ambitious and that food looked delicious. Oh, that was a poem. Um, and- <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly a poem arrives. It was a poem and I did not plan it. That was Janet. Carrie Coon. I was being my best Carrie Coon. <laughs> the food looks delicious. Yeah, it's she an interesting... In, I think you get a good sense of like the... The idea behind the whole, the whole like feeling of the whole thing in that video. I think it's pretty. Look, Carrie Coon's whole clear. thing. I'm uh, sorry, I'm changing topic. Yeah, no Carrie Coon is that she can talk without opening her mouth. Mm, and that, right. that is, is disorienting. That's the, that's She's the a ventriloquist. She She's really actually is. just missing a doll. Do you think She's that my son should be cavorting with the woman? No opening of the mouth. Um, it's wild. Wait. Um, so anyway, at okay, Stissing, Claire. I was I was inspired by the decorations, the the holiday decorations. Oh yeah, the, it looked so, great. The whole kitchen place there looked absolutely beautiful. It's um, I think you would be obsessed. It was so ye olden times paired with like modern preparations, and I was like, this is incredible. Yeah. I'm gonna make that brioche pudding. It looked so good with that like condensed applesauce. I was like, mm-hmm. yum, absolutely. Yum. In my time. Also, like, takes forever, and that's how things get expensive. So, you know, it's like all these things are, like, just so, and that costs money. 
Yeah. Wait, so, I'm sort of like, that's what it costs. This will be slightly boring to you, but I find oh, okay. it's very important for me to talk about it for two minutes, <laughs> okay. which is that I went to Hartford, Connecticut over the weekend to see my friend oh, Claire Kretschmar's. Don't get bored already, okay? Okay. But Claire Kretschmar, who's a good friend and used to be a soloist with the New York City Ballet, made a choreography to Benjamin Britten's A Ceremony of Carols. Benjamin Button? Is... No, Jeremy, listen. Oh, okay. I'm just shocked that you tra- once again traveled that's right to see a show on a bus this time benjamin Britten's a ceremony of carols which is a wonderful choral cycle for the holidays usually sung by children's choirs and a piece i'm familiar with from my history and (laughs) so i went as a child my history is a professional child so i went to hartford with russell very nice. And very fun. We talked on the bus, but very quietly, because you know I hate Can Russell drive? Yes. You should have driven. But just barely. Okay, scary. Yeah. So, we get to Hartford, we go to the show. It's very disorienting setting, because it was as if we'd walked into some kind of, like, community gathering in the 50s. Okay. Yeah, and I then love that. the woman who directs this company got up on stage and thanked everyone for coming in this like very beautifully articulated speech that she had memorized word for word. Great. The Devoted. show began the show began with a piece that she made, the director whose name is not with me, and she made a kind of Christmas pageant dance to Vince Giraldi Christmas music, like Charlie Brown music. Do, 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 yep. do. There we go. And it was, it could have been an absolutely do, a, do, another do. time in history. The women came out in turtlenecks and earmuffs and little tennis skirts wow. and point shoes with socks. And I thought, well, this is cute. And Crazy. what time are we in? Uh-huh. And it was all women and one man. And of course, when the man came out, it had to be not just another person in the show, but a person around whom women's identities were uh, affected, which I thought, well, that's not great. Because he came out and started throwing... a giant phallus arrived. Exactly. He started throwing snowballs at people, doing romantic duets with people, Uh doing bravura dance sequences, whatever. And I thought, well, that's not for me, but I get it. So, well, you know, a hundred years ago in the 50s, (laughs) I'm 100 years ago so this all happened and that piece ended and it had its it had certain charms about it and then there was a short a short intermission and um a big fan of the podcast named Cindy who I've met previously came up and we had a lovely conversation and so that was nice I'm so glad Cindy came up to chat and then the second act began curtain opens on Claire's piece it's only women. They're wearing these costumes that were kind of... Sexy? In, in, no. They oh. were in conversation with the like 50s? one of one of the early versions of Serenade, which okay. probably a version that happened pre-50s, but even into the 50s, which are like kind of tunics with capes and, wow. you know, vaguely, vaguely religious. And because it is a religious song cycle. And it was, I have to say... I was completely overcome at times, weeping. It was it was an amazing 
piece that Claire made. I didn't have, have any doubt in her ability as a choreographer, but here's what's so interesting. Claire Kretschmar makes dances sort of outside of the mainstream mm -hmm. because she's very determined in her you mean faith. Like Hartford? Well, oh, that, you I mean, mean like spiritually. Yes. Interesting. And you, we don't see a lot of that in these like bigger ballet organizations because she's very clearly making dance through a ballet idiom, mm -hmm. but her faith is also at the center of her making. And it's really powerful. Well, it's nice and when someone believes in something. It's amazing. It really like it centers it and grounds it in a way that you're like, oh, this is real. This isn't just nonsense kind of pulled from yeah. like as Harriet always says, <laughs> when we see a piece that that is thoughtlessly made, she just goes, well, these are the steps they knew. You know what I mean? Slay. Like. It's a these are the steps I know kind of dance. Wow. Um, yeah. So this was a piece with just vast amounts of integrity and also was deeply in conversation, intentionally or not, I don't know, but with early 20th century kind of feminist spaces of dance making via Isadora Duncan, Doris Humphrey, Najinska, uh, even, you Graham. know, moving... In, well, Graham... It did certainly make feminist those early pieces. those early like yes. all women right pieces. but then when men came into the picture cer certainly yeah. the women's identities then became characterized by like their relationship to men but yes the ones prior to that and it was it really like gave, gave me this sense of like oh like women use these spaces as places of liberation where they could wear mm -hmm. less clothes and danced amongst each other and feel free in a way and like build something that is not where they weren't oppressed by like a male right. presence or male decisions. They're not determined by the, the men. Exactly. Witches in the woods. And that's, a, excuse me, Claire Kretschmar took to the woods to make a witches in the woods dance. And it was excellent. And I was I so that. deeply impressed. And I, I, I hope, look, Russell I made a good there's, point. There's afterwards. like a real, a real thing of like part of me is like this is what's bad about New York City you know yeah because there's a pressure to kind of like align yourself with what is cool or what is uh, in fashion in fashion and in New York it's not what Claire's doing and it's I don't Russell made a good point after which is like there's this isn't a situation where we like feel bad for Claire because she's like making a dance in Hartford. Claire has on purpose found her way into a space that mm -hmm. can facilitate her vision. Yeah. And I'm just so glad that I made the journey to experience it and see it and like support Claire's vision because yeah, it is remarkable. And that is, that is true success. Uh, yeah, think I I really am like trying to reframe it in that way for myself because I'm yeah. very quick to be like, well, if you're not having success in New York or like some other major hub of whatever, this is, yeah, it, I want to reframe. But you know what success in New York looks like? That show at the Joys. So, oh pardon God. me. Uh, this is, I mean, I. 
I've been really taking note of like people who are quote unquote successful in the traps mm-hmm. that they find themselves in. And right. I'm like, oh, that does not look like success. That looks like a prison. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're just trying to, like, fulfill the next job that you got. Which you think Ugh. is, like, you know, and I think probably is true that people want you to make what you made. That Bob right. Dylan line, you just want me to say what you want me to say. Right. Which is, like, the same thing I said yesterday. Right. What if I want to say something different today? So, anyway, I'm, I'm so... I love that story. It's wonderful. I was, it was very inspiring to me. And I, on one hand, I want to say, like, I hope people can see it. And on the other hand, I say, well, you probably won't. And that's okay. Well, it is okay. It's absolutely okay. And congratulations, Claire Kretschmar. I love you very much. And I'm so, so inspired and impressed by what you did and your rigor and your determination to be who you are and believe in the things that you believe in. Yeah. Anyways. Absolutely. That's it. That is really it. She is an artist who is deep. Anyways. I think that's that's, a good place to end. That's my story for the week. That was my most inspiring moment. That's great. I love it. Russell was fully, full tears after the show. (laughs) Yes. That's it. That's it. No, and we, we went up to Claire's dad afterwards, who was also verklempt, and then Russell started crying all over again, and no. it was really beautiful. That's great. And we had a lovely time traveling to and from, and it was really nice. Good. Yeah. Great. Okay. I love it when it's worth going to. I'm glad we started I told on you a that low, story. a low, you know, low performance. And now we've ascended. And we've been we've anointed. Ascended. Yeah. There is hope. Yes. Absolutely. I mean... So next next week, I think we should talk about our favorite holiday movies. Oh, well, what a pleasure. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So think about that. Um, okay. Is there anything we want to watch or see? I really want to see Poor Things. I don't think it's coming out until the 21st up here. Will you, will you revisit Home for the Holidays? I, I don't think I will, but you can talk okay. about it. Okay. I think it's on uh, your favorite. Definitely. And I revisited it recently, so I'll, I got it fresh. Yeah. Um, okay. Maybe I'll try to revisit a couple holiday movies. You know what? I suddenly yeah. got in the mood to watch The Family Stone. <laughs> See, I don't, th- you know, we're going to have different lists. <laughs> oh, yours is going to be like you know? Possession? Because <laughs> it's cold of. outside? I mean, Eyes Wide Shut is definitely the number one. Oh, but... you know what? I'm going to watch Eyes Wide Shut because I've never really seen oh, it. Oh, it's so good. Okay. Ah, it is. Okay. That is a, that's a holiday movie if ever I saw one. It, 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 it's more solidly a holiday than maybe some other <laughs> movies that'll be on my list. Um, yeah. L. Okay. We should rewatch L. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's Christmas. It's Christmas during yeah. it. No. Oh my God. No. All right. Um, thanks for listening. We'll see you here next week. Okay. Bye. We love you. We love you. you. Oh.